And welcome back to our to the second part of our Saturday morning episodes uh, on the phrase that occurs 11 times in Romans chapter 1. That phrase is of God. And we're talking right now about the gospel of God. And, uh, and we've seen that the gospel of God is a gospel of grace. According to Acts chapter 20, verse 24, the gospel of peace, Romans 10, 15, the gospel of blessing, Romans 15, verse 29, the gospel of light, first or second Corinthians four, verse four, and the gospel of truth. Now we just finished that the gospel of truth, but I wanted to say one more thing about the truth. When Pontius Pilate was questioning the Lord Jesus Christ, he said, what is truth? Que veritas. Yes, he said, what is truth? Well, uh, and, and we're going to do a whole episode on truth eventually. But the truth is the word of God. Sanctify them by the truth, Jesus said. Thy word is truth. He said that in the Gospel of John. And so, so we've talked about those five aspects of the Gospel of God. And so, number six, uh, we're going to talk about the Gospel of salvation. Turn, if you will, to Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, I'd love to read the whole first chapter, but it says um, about God having, well, we'll begin reading with verse 9. It says, uh, God having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to, the, to his good pleasure, which he hath purposed in himself, so that in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which and are on which are in earth even in him in whom we also we have obtained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his will now let's let's pause for just a minute about that word predestinated it means god's pre his plan before eternity, you know, before eternity, all right? If there is a before, he predestinated. That means that he chose, he chose people based on what he already knew about who would be saved. In John chapter 6, verse 64, 65, it says, for Jesus already knew who should not believe. He understood that. Because he's, because he is eternal, and he says, uh, uh, "In whom also we have obtained an inheritance, an inheritance always and and predestinated always follows the foreknowledge of God and the salvation, being predestinated according to the purpose of Him who worketh all things after the counsel of His own will, that we should be to the praise of His glory, who first." trusted in Christ, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel 
of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believe you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. And so um, uh, we're talking here about, about the salvation of God. Salvation comes from no, no other source but God. You cannot trust good works. You cannot trust church attendance. And we've already said this thing, and I hate to be repetitive, but there are so many people that believe that they're saved by works, and they're not. For by grace are you saved through faith, not, and that not of yourself, not of works, lest any man should boast. And so salvation is of God. And by the way, do you know, dear believer, that once you that once you have believed, and for those who haven't believed yet, I want you to know something very, very clearly, very, very clearly. There are some denominations that teach that if you're not careful, you might lose your salvation. That is not so. Do not believe that. All I've got to do, and we're telling you what says the scriptures. It says, in whom, um, uh, let's go back to verse 13, in whom also after that ye believed. After that ye believed. Right. Belief comes first. And then he says, ye were sealed. Oh, what? You were sealed? How was that? With that Holy Spirit of promise for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life what kind of life everlasting did God say everlasting he did if God said it did he mean it uh, he doesn't say anything he doesn't mean yeah the Bible never says you can become unsealed it says in Titus he cannot lie there's not one sin you can commit, and probably I'll commit a sin today. I don't know. I don't want to. I'm not going to try to, but good grief. Uh, it, it won't make me lose my salvation. Well, what if we stop believing? No, you can't. You're sealed. You're sealed. By the Holy Spirit of promise. That's right. That's a big part of the gospel of God. Once saved, always saved. That's it. Eternal life, everlasting life. When God said it, that's exactly what he meant. Yeah. Okay. Boy, I'm loving this. Are you? I am too. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you said this is going to be like a three-week study. No, it's not. It's going to be like four or five. Oh, I, I, I think maybe I can do it through. <laughs> if you'll stop interrupting me. Okay. No, I know. Right. I know you didn't. Okay. Okay. That's the sixth thing. The seventh thing about the gospel of God was found in 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Well, I love this. Having been a pastor, these people still refer to me as Pastor Dick. I don't pastor a church now, but but I've pastored several, three, three different churches. Um, and uh, I, I loved every minute of it because it was something that God called me to. 1 Timothy chapter 1. It says this, um, um, 
let's let's start with reading with verse four. Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies, which which minister questions rather than godly edifying, which is in faith. So do. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned, from which some having swerved have turned aside into vain jangling. Watch it. Check out your pastor. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor were they affirmed. <coughs> My goodness. But we know. Ah, who's we? We believers. We know that the law is good if a man use it lawfully. But knowing this, that the law is not made for a righteous man, but for the lawless, the disobedient, for the ungodly, for sinners, for unholy, uh, for, and profane, for murders of fathers, murders of mothers, for manslayers, for whoremongers, for them that defile themselves with mankind, <sighs> for men stealers, for, uh, for liars, for perjured persons, and if there be any other thing that is contrary to sound doctrine according to the glorious gospel of the blessed God which was committed to my trust the gospel of God it's glorious and so we see the gospel of grace the gospel of peace the gospel of blessing the gospel of light the gospel of truth, the gospel of salvation, and the gospel of glory. Man, oh man, all of these things just from the two words of God. Do you start to know God better now? It's our, it's our hope that you do. Uh, we are determined to do that. Turn to Revelation chapter 14. Now, we've gone through this in our series on Revelation, but you can't get ever get enough of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Look at Revelation chapter 14. And um, um, let's, let's, uh, let's read, start reading with verse 1, shall we? If you noticed, I read a lot of scripture. Why? Because the Bible says, for what sayeth the scripture? By that way, that's the name of our website, isn't it, Curtis? Yes, it is. For what sayeth the scriptures? We also want to keep things in context, and that's why we do that. That's why we do it. Exactly. And that's why we read other verses leading up to the key verse. So we know what the context is. That's right. And and in this, the revelation of Jesus Christ and and. The Apostle John is writing this. And he says, I looked and lo, a lamb stood on the Mount Zion and with him a hundred forty and four thousand having his father's name written in their foreheads. And I heard a voice from heaven as the voice of many waters and then the voice of a great dumb, great thunder. And I heard the voice of, of harpers harping with their harps and they sung as it were a new song before the throne, before the four beasts and the elders. And we'll find those four beasts and elders in Revelation chapter 4. Right. And no, mood, no man could learn that song but the 144,000 which were redeemed from the earth. These are they which are not defiled with women, for they are virgins. These are they which follow the Lamb whithersoever he goeth. These were redeemed from among men, being the first fruits 
unto God and to the Lamb, and then their mouth was found no guile, for they are without fault before the throne of God. Wow. These 144,000 are sent into the whole world to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Yep. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, verse 6, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell under the that dwell on the earth into every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Yep. And so we see that the gospel of God is the gospel of grace. I keep repeating. If you repeat, you remember the gospel of grace, the gospel of peace, the gospel of blessing, the gospel of light, the gospel of truth, the gospel of salvation, the gospel of glory, and the everlasting gospel. Now, back to Romans chapter 1, verse 16. You're already there. I'm there. You just haven't turned. I turned to everyone that you... You just knew I was going to go there again. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you know... He's my son, and the nut doesn't fall too far from the tree. Don't call me a nut. Okay, I won't. Okay. <laughs> well, what am I calling myself then? <laughs> the chief nut. Yeah, I was a I was a nut from my father's tree. So blame my dad. Romans chapter chapter one again. Let, let's begin uh, reading with verse thirteen. He says now. I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto, in other words, he was hindered, uh, and that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. And then he says this. He said, I am debtor. Curtis, we owe this to Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. What we're doing is because we're debtors to, to him. That's absolutely correct. Yeah. And, and he said, I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. Well, that covers just about everybody, doesn't it? <laughs> say so, he yeah. says, I'm a debtor to it. He says, so as much as in me is, I am ready. You know what, folks? Are you a Sunday school teacher? Are you a pastor? Are you a soul winner? Are you a congregant? You need to be ready. The apostle Paul said that he is, he owes this to the Greeks and the barbarians because he's a debtor to God. And he says this, and so as much as in me is, I am ready. Ready for what? I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. So we're supposed to be ready to preach the gospel at any time. At any time, anywhere, to your neighbor. To any man. Oh, we, I, I, I preached the gospel at the drugstore the other day. I got, yeah, I saw a woman with a, who was checking me out uh, at, the, at the register, and I saw a tattoo on her arm. And it says, I love God. And 
I said very loudly in the drugstore so that everybody could hear me. I, I, I love that. I said, I love God too. And I said, you know why I love God? Because he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die in my place that I might be saved and get go to heaven. Now, you see, I was ready to do that. Yeah. I'm 81 years old and I found a lot of ways to preach the gospel to a lot of people. Now, they might not all believe, but they are, they don't have any excuse. <laughs> They're going to hear it anyway. Yeah. yeah. See, he says, for as that much as in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. Then he says this, and here again, uh, you know, you ought to got this tattooed on your forehead or someplace. So I don't have a big when you forehead for that. When you, yeah. Well, <laughs> I do wear less than a size seven hat. I got to tell you that. Okay. And a size 13 shoe. And a size 13 shoe. <laughs> big feet and a little head. It's amazing. Okay. So, by the way, it's not only third size 13, they're quintuple D. They're, they're wide. Didn't your dad used Cut. to call you pinhead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and because my feet kind of hard to knock me down because my feet are so big. Then, let, let, well, let's get back to this, shall okay, we? Okay, okay. Yeah. He said, I'm, I'm ready to preach the gospel to you that are Rome also. And then he says this, and this is outlined in every Bible. I shaded it or underlined it or put an arrow out in the margin to this. In every Bible I own, and I own quite a few, it says this. And believer, I hope that you get under conviction when we say this. Because every time I read it, I get under conviction. He says this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. And here's our last of God. For it, not anything else. Just the gospel. Just the gospel. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone. No, whoa, wait a minute. Let's finish the sentence. To everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And by the way, the one thing we're not in this household is anti-Semitic. Because if you're a Jew and you're listening to this, the gospel was first to come to you because God, you're God's elect nation and he loves you dearly and gave you his son to die in your place so that you can become the righteousness of God in him. And that's my message to the Jews. And Paul said, he knew the Jews were stiff-necked. He knew it, even in the first century. He knew that. And he says, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, the gospel of God, is the power of God. Unto salvation. It's the only power unto salvation that anybody has. Verse 17, he follows that up by saying, for therein, in what? The gospel of God. For therein 
is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, not by works lest any man should boast. Grace and faith, that's how you're saved. And that, folks, is the gospel of God. Now, let me tell you the, the gospel, what the gospel of God really is before we close this episode. What is it, Curtis? 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I'll close with this. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. What verse are you starting in that? Verse 1. Yeah. I'm sorry. And we'll go through verse 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. Well, why did he declare the gospel? Because it's the power of God unto salvation. Moreover, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand. You're saved by the gospel and you stand in the gospel and you're sealed by the gospel. How many S's do I have to use? You're separated under the gospel. And so he says, wherein you stand, by which also you are saved. You're saved by the gospel. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. What he means by that is something that isn't true. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ and now here's the gospel. Here's the definition of the gospel. Here's the simplest, purest, most comprehensive definition of the gospel of God in the scriptures. Here it is. How the Christ died for our sins. He did that on the cross at Calvary. He shed his blood for us. How that Christ died for our sins. By the way, we know that he died because the, the, one of the soldiers thrust a spear into his side. And what came out? Blood and water. He gave his blood all of it. Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture. That's number one. And that he was buried. You see, that's proof of death. He was in the grave for three days. He was buried and that he rose again the third day. According to the scriptures. That's the gospel in its simplest form. The death of Jesus Christ for our sins. His burial to prove that he was dead. And his resurrection from the dead. And that's what you have to believe. To be saved, dearly beloved. I like the way this gospel message is followed up. And he was, and that he was seen of Cephas, that's Peter, and then of the twelve 
And after that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. And after that, he was seen of James and then of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen by me also as one born out of time. Do you want proof? Look at all the people yep. that saw the Lord Jesus Christ in his resurrected body. That's right. Even the secular Jewish historian Josephus wrote about it. That's right. That's right. And so, folks. That's a secular historical account. We're going to finish this with this. The of, and we're going to, we got more to do on the of gods of Romans chapter 1. Yeah, I'll bet we do. We do. Having fun yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, having said all this about the gospel, if you have not believed, and maybe you believed something that wasn't correct, maybe it was a belief in vain, maybe it was a false doctrine by a false teacher who, who privily snuck in to, to take away your, your liberty. Yeah. You have the liberty, folks, right now, if you're not saved, to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. Believe the gospel. And this, folks, is the first of God in Romans chapter 1, the, God, the gospel of God. Believe it, receive it, and be saved, and be sealed forever, and then tell others about it. Do so today, will you? We're going to close this episode in prayer. We thank you first for tuning in to us. We thank all of those people. You encourage us. Amen. Father in heaven, we thank you so much again for this wonderful privilege. As Curtis said in his opening prayer before we went on the air, we thank you for this privilege that you're given to us to preach the gospel to every creature, to go into all nations preaching the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And while we not may not physically go with God, we thank you for giving us this, this way, this platform of being able to preach your precious and holy word and the gospel of God. We pray that you would give us fruit for our labor, that someone listening today would receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and be sealed forever. And we'll be careful that you get the praise and glory for it. And we pray these things in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, Pastor, thank you for that hour once again. Uh, wonderful study about the things of God. And we're going to continue this. Uh, so be with us uh, next weekend, Saturday morning, for a continuation of this series and uh, our study of Romans chapter 1. And that study is going to be this, uh, the Son of God. Ah, okay. So we will cover the Son of God right. next week. So you don't want to miss that for sure. Uh, so we, we're uh, we're praying that you'll be with us for that. Also, a reminder that uh, you should tune in tonight at around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time here in the heart of Illinois. Uh, that's the time we, we live on right now, yeah. Central Standard. 
7 o'clock tonight. Be with us for an ongoing study in Proverbs with Mr. Lucas Doremus, uh, one of the the most effective teachers that I've ever heard. And uh, if you've been with us for at least least an episode with him, then you know that to be the case also. Uh, Be with us tonight at 7. You'll get some great information. Until then, this is the Christian Underground News Network signing off until 7 p.m. We'll see you tonight.